Welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because two reasons. We are going to dig into the Word of God, duh, but we're going to study a study a passage of scripture that has literally changed the trajectory of my life. Also, we're combining our Advent study with our normal Wednesday episode today to do a two-for-one. So excited. But before we get started, I want to do a huge shout out to this person who left an Apple podcast review on the podcast. Remember, friends, these reviews aren't for me. They're literally to share the love of Christ. Like these reviews help other people listen to this podcast. So this one is from Abe to the dog. (laughs) It says, this show is fire. This show is going to encourage the mess out of you. Sam brings energy and truth the entire time. You want to add the show to your subscribe list and never miss an episode. Thank you so much, Ave. I appreciate the kind words. And yeah, friends, I hope you do add this to your subscribe list, share, and never miss an episode. All right, let's dig in. The Abundant Woman Podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Woman Collective, the podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with a Jesus-led life, step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and step into a life of freedom and abundance, then the Abundant Woman Podcast is for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, let's dig in. Again, we're going to do Advent series and topical study. So today, our scripture is going to be from Luke chapter 1, verse 38. It says, And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. If you've been paying attention, we've been talking a lot about Christmas around these parts, and today is no exception. Before we dig into a little bit of my story, I want to set context and scene for this book of the Bible. In the beginning of this chapter one of Luke, he is sharing the story of John the Baptist's birth being foretold. Make sure that you go back and read that whole, like just read the whole chapter, read the whole book, but read the whole chapter because it talks about Elizabeth and John the Baptist and that family, which relates to Mary and Jesus and Joseph. But we're going to start our story in Luke chapter one, verse 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Can we pause for two seconds and say, one, Gabriel is an important angel. We can't dive into him, but he's here to speak to Mary and Joseph. It says they're pledged to be married, right? So they're engaged. They're not married yet. That's a big deal. And then also his greeting, it says, Greetings, you are highly, you who are highly favored. Girl, I hope an angel of the Lord, if they ever appear to me, that is that. That is my greeting. You are you who are highly favored. So cool. The Lord is with you. Okay, moving on. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Honestly, if an angel appeared to me, I would probably be a little troubled too. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with 
God. Yes and amen, friends. 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary, in 34, I would be like, hey, dude, I think you got the wrong person. I know you're holy and you're an angel, but for real, me, like, come on. But she just says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Pausing here, I want to point out that Mary's not questioning the plan at all like Sam just did. What she's doing is, like, thinking of logistics. She's, I feel like at this point she's already accepted, okay, if the Lord says it, then I'm going to do it. But since I'm a virgin, like, how is this going to happen, right? Whereas in John the Baptist story, when you go back and read that, his dad's um, response isn't (laughs) the same. And you'll go back and read it. But, so she's not questioning. She's just asking logistics, which... Again, blows my mind. Okay, verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. We talked about that a few days ago, friends. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Two things with this little paragraph. One, We talked about Son of God. Make sure you listen to that episode. We talked about Son of God, Son of Man, and Jesus the Word. It was two two episodes ago, two days ago. And then Elizabeth, who was unable to conceive, he calls her old. (laughs) But that is is very important for John the Baptist and Elizabeth's story as well, because not being able to conceive was a big, big, big deal back then. It was very big. And so... I love when she ends this, for no word from God will ever fail. Friends, I don't know where you are, but I feel like this is an encouragement for someone. If he has told you something, if the word of God says something, then it will never fail. If he, if it is from him, if it is from him, it will never come, right? The word will never come back void. He will never fail us. Thank you, Gabriel, for reminding us of that, even here in a Christmas story. And 38, friends, this is the first we read. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. When the angel Gabriel first spoke to Mary in Luke 127, he referred to her as using a specific Greek phrase, calling her highly favored. How cool that God chose this engaged little girl. I mean, they said she's about 16, not like this royal princess, your highness, nothing fancy. She chose an ordinary He chose an ordinary girl in Mary and calls her highly favored. Okay, so one of the ways this story has impacted me, and then we'll break down two two things I really want to point out to you, is a few years ago, um, let's see, about, I can't think, um, Hannah is six. So about six years ago, seven years ago, um, I was working full-time at a hospital. It is what I went to school for. It is what I honestly thought I was going to do my entire life. Matt was working in the city. We were basically high-fiving every night because we were working together. Some nights we didn't see each other because I worked overnight. And so it was very trying. And I knew this wasn't what life was supposed to be like. I knew it was hard. I knew it was challenging. But there was something in me that felt a shift. And so I went with friends to our um, a, a sister church, another church in the area, their Christmas party, um, probably like 30 minutes away from where I lived. And 
Jenny Allen, I love me some Jenny Allen, was there preaching. And she spoke a sermon on Christmas. And I, you guys, I have heard Christmas sermons my entire life. This year, we've been focusing on bringing back the wonder of Christmas and really focusing on the message there. And because of that, um, at that time, though, I was like, man, I, I hear Christmas a lot. But the Lord highlighted this verse for me. And when he highlighted it, he highlighted it in some versions, a lot of versions, it says, let it be. Mary just says, your will, God, let it be. And those three words, let it be, changed my life. Had fun at the party, dinner, met Jenny, so great, bought a book. And then on the drive home, it was foggy. I could barely see. I remember being pretty scared because it was so um, foggy. And we were driving on a road called Vasco, which was windy and hilly and known for accidents. And I was driving. It was just me in the car. So I turned up the worship music and I'm just focused on driving. And then we got to the top of the hill where it's super, super um, foggy. And I turned off my music. You know, do you guys do this where you want to see better? (laughs) So you turn down the music so you can see better. Um, and I did that. And I'm just, I kept replaying the sermon or the the teaching that was just taught over me. And I was at a point in my life where I was trying to make big decisions. I was considering quitting my hospital job and working, volunteering and working at a nonprofit organization called Young Life. And it was a big deal. It was a really big decision. Um, And so I had been praying for this for weeks, and I remember specifically in the car, the Lord spoke to me and said, let it be. And he brought to mind the story of Mary and why we're going to talk about her in a second and how she opened her hands and surrendered to the Lord's will for her. And so that was that, that was my prayer. That drive was God, let it be. If this is your will, I want whatever you have for me. So just let it be. Help me to make the right decision and well, the rest is history. I did end up um, quitting my hospital job. I started working for Young Life, and I worked there for a few years. And it was some of the best times in ministry that I ever had. It Young Life is so close to my heart, and I love it. It's my favorite. And I got to baptize girls, bring them to camp, the whole shebang, right? God changed my life. But it was from that this scripture and passage where I decided to surrender to the Lord and let him have full control and trust in his authority. And so two of the things I want to talk about real quick is, one, the first um, verse of part, the first part of verse 38, she says, behold the handmaid of the Lord. And looking up the definition of handmaid, it basically means female slave. In the original language, the word denotes a woman who was completely given herself to the service of the one she serves. And this greeting after Gabriel dropped a truth bomb on her. She wasn't afraid in this way. She wasn't freaking out. She said, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Basically, devoting herself a slave to the Lord. She's fully devoted to the Lord. She shares that in the name handmaid that she uses. She's yielding herself to submissively to his authority. She's completely all in, friends. She is devoted to the Lord. She trusts him. She um, not only trusts him, but is surrendering, which brings us to number two. The three words, (laughs) let it be. Mary could have said no. She could have shared a laundry list of reasons that she wasn't prepared for this. She could have said she was unqualified to raise a kid. She was 16. These are all things that are very valid. 
She didn't want to do it. She didn't want to risk her life because back in the day you could be stoned, right? She wasn't married. In 2022, not being married and have a child is not a big deal. Back then, it was a huge deal. Joseph could leave her and disgrace her. Like, she, her whole reputation, all of this could be easily inflicted on her. And yet, she had to have known that because her response was so mature and wise beyond her years. She was risking her life and reputation to be obedient. Mary's role in this is not easy. Starting from this point in the entire life of Mary was not easy. She was being charged with raising the very son of God. Like, hello, could you imagine the pressure? And yet her reaction is obedient, accepting faith right away. And so, yeah, not only, I can't get over that. Not only is she unwed virgin, right? That's a big deal. Who now has a story that no one will ever believe. Oh yeah, I was just, you know, impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Like, come on. But she's been told that she's about to give birth to the promised Messiah, the son of God. Mary wasn't in a posture of closed fist. She wasn't in a posture of stomping her foot and crossing her arms and saying, get out of here, Gabriel. She wasn't a control freak. Like all of these things, I can imagine my response being completely different, right? Instead, she was in complete surrender. I see her opening her arms and opening her fist in her hands and saying, let it be God. God calls each of his children, that's you and me, friend, to to submit to his plan even when we don't understand it. I'm sure Mary did not understand the full complexity, the weight. She didn't know that he was going to die on Calvary 33 33 years later, right? She didn't know every single thing that was going to happen, but she understood enough and she trusted the one who was giving this order, the one who had called her highly favored. She trusted and loved him enough to say yes to whatever he had for her, even if, right? She also isn't just saying this as lip service. She fully believes that it will come to fruition because God said it is happen and it will happen. She knows that it'll happen. It will happen because she has faith in God to do what he says he will do. Friend, I'm not sure what your situation is right now in this season, whether good or bad, stressful or peaceful, but I do know the God we serve and I am confident in who he is. And if you're not a thousand percent confident, then borrow some of mine. Because his word is true. The things he told you is true. I want to be the woman like Mary who is devoted, submitted, and ready for whatever comes her way. Together, devoted and submitted, that makes a fully surrendered person to the Lord. And the power of God to work through a life that is fully surrendered to him is greater than something we could ever imagine. We know around here in these Abundant Women Collective parts, one of our favorite verses is Ephesians 3.20, immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And he wants that for your life right now. So I don't know what it looks like for you in your personal life, good or bad or ugly or messy or perfect. I don't know. However, I don't have to know your exact situation to know that the God who is in control of it all loves you. He's called you. He has a purpose and a plan for you. We just need to be a little more like Mary in saying yes to what he has for us, to surrendering, to devoting our entire life to what he has. Friends, I hope you this blessed you as much as it did me. As you're going about the Christmas things, as you're, you're doing the parties and the wrapping of the presents, I really hope that you press into this message today and focus on not only the wonder, the wondrous part of Christmas and bringing back the 
the miracles of Christmas, so many miracles starting with, well, all of these, but also focusing on let it be. Whatever decision you're having to make lately, go to the Lord first. Whatever he's talking to you about, surrender it all to him. Come to the Lord with a posture of open hands and unclenched fist and devotion to the one who's in control of it all because he will do what he says he will do. Okay, friends, I love you. I hope this blesses you. Um, Like always, I would love if you could share this episode on your social media and tag me. My inbox is also always open to you if you're dealing with things. Send me a message and we'll chat through it. And also be sure to leave that podcast review. I really do hope you're enjoying the season and I can't wait for tomorrow's episode. Until next time. 